0: Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. am the host of the MBA Insider Podcast and the founder of MBAschool.com. I'm excited today because we're going to talk about Asade Business School. And I have with me Jeroen Verhoeven, who is the Associate Director of Admissions at Asade, to tell us a little bit more about it. I know Jeroen has been at Asade for uh, quite some time. And so he knows uh, it very, very well and lives and breathes it each and every day. But there's no better person to talk about that than Jeroen himself, so I'm going to turn it over to him. So uh, Yaron, thank you so much for for being here. I always love just starting off with a warm up question just to get to know our guests a little bit better. So my warm up question to you is uh, what is a book, uh, a podcast or maybe a TV show that you've read that you've listened to or you've watched that you really enjoyed lately?
1: Thank you, thank you, Al, for uh, for having me on on your podcast. Thank you very much for for the invite. Very happy to be uh, to be here with you uh, today, and thank you also for uh, our guests that are listening in. And yes, my name is uh, Jeroen Verhoeven. A little bit of a difficult name for uh, a lot of people if you're not from Holland or or Belgium. Uh, I am originally from the Netherlands, hence the Dutch name, Jeroen Verhoeven. And as you mentioned, Al, I have been uh, at Isada and also in Spain for uh, you know quite a long time, coming up actually to 19 years now in, in Spain, of which uh, 16 at Isada. So definitely, uh, yeah, a great place to be. And to answer your question about uh, a book that I've enjoyed, I would say there's many books that I've enjoyed, but I, if I were to share one, Perhaps I would talk about the, uh, the culture map from Erin Meyer. She's actually in, uh, I'm sure you know the book, it's so famous. She's uh, an American professor actually at INSEAD and she's writes about, you know, navigating your way in the multicultural business uh, and uh, cultural differences and working in a very global multicultural place, such as ISADA and business school in general, it was just a fantastic read that I I can actually use things on a daily basis from that book.
0: That's a great book. I, I am familiar with it. And for those who haven't been as familiar with Erin's work, some of the work that she does actually also talks a lot about Netflix, which I do know that a lot of people know a little bit about because they're users, but it really does go in depth also as well into a little bit more around Netflix's culture, which is uh, pretty distinct and unique. And just from a low lens of business perspective, very, very interesting to observe. So Thank you for sharing that book. Okay. So let's, so tell us a little bit more uh, about yourself. I mean, as you mentioned, uh, you, you, I think you mentioned you've been at Asada now for about 16 years, but tell us a little about yourself. How did you end up there and what do you do now?
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for that question. Very nice uh, question. So uh, as I mentioned, 16 years already at Asade, a very long time. It's been, it's been a fantastic ride. It comes back basically to my first contacts with Spain when I was back in the days, when I started in, in the Netherlands where I'm from. I uh, did two exchange programs, one in the, London in the UK, and the second one in Seville, in the deep south of Spain. And uh, from that moment onwards, I I had fallen in love with Spain, with you know the vitality of the people, the the, the energy, the zest for life, the, the climate. Obviously, also helps many things in Spain: food, culture, etc. So. Basically, I'd always had in the back of my mind the, the dream to come back to Spain. And I started my career in the Netherlands working for a, a business school in business education, loved the environment, but still with that sort of bell ringing in the back of my mind, trying to get back to Spain. And when an opportunity came up, I, um, you know, landed a job back in 2003 in Barcelona. That was not yet at ESADA. It took me uh, basically two more years to actually land a job at Esade and since then, I've been there and enjoyed it uh, tremendously. The uh, multicultural environment, the uh, the energy of the people, it's been uh, it's been very uh, very exciting. And currently, I'm responsible for uh, recruitment for MSC and MBA, both full time and executive MBA, for uh, the Benelux, so Belgium, Netherlands, and Luxembourg, as well as uh, the United States of America.
0: That's quite a list of responsibilities that you have, and that's really great. And so, uh, just judging from just the amount of programs that you cover, as well as how familiar are, you know, having been in this job for a while, I would love to know if you could just talk about Sade for a little bit. And the lens that I want you to talk about it is to tell us a little bit about it in a way that we can't necessarily just find about it on your website, because I'm sure I know I've looked at your website, got a lot of great information, but but tell us a little bit more behind the scenes about it that maybe you or I can't just see from looking at that website.
1: That's a great question. And and as a matter of fact, uh, a lot of people, of course, have that in mind, like, hey, what is sort of You know, real, the inside information about the school and, and one of our uh, now alumni from Japan originally, he, he sort of started an initiative and he called it invisible, but essential. So things that you can really one, two, three, pick up from the website, but are at the same time, very essential to define the Isada culture. And one of those concepts would definitely be the tremendous diversity and international ambience and collaborative spirit that we have Uh, it is. It is a cultural component that you can't really pick up from a website, uh, but it's absolutely essential to live and breathe the, the Asada culture. So we have people from all over the world. Currently about 96% actually of our students come from outside of Spain. Uh, so internationality, uh, the way through uh, the diversity, not just coming, people coming from let's say business administration or engineering way beyond that. So diversity is along geographical lines. It is also along academic lines. It's also along career interests. And with that in mind, also an interest to really work together We are a very, very collaborative MBA. And if you combine those things together, you know, in a multicultural, open-minded, collaborative environment, uh, it's a very uplifting, very positive experience. And it's really one of those key defining aspects of ISADA. In addition to that, the whole sort of innovative culture. I mean, you can see some of that, of course, reflected on the website. However, if uh, you ever have a chance to visit ASADA, you, you'll see what I mean, because our campus is basically structured around innovation. Uh, we're based inside uh, a campus called Creapolis. I mean, it would be a little bit too pretentious to compare it with Silicon Valley in California, but the idea is a little bit similar, you know, to combine education, to combine business, holds that in one single place. We have actually the center street of our campus is called the Rambla of innovation. So it's sort of, you know, living and breathing innovation. So that would be, I think another very important component if we talk about ESADX and perhaps if I can add one more, our slogan is do good, do better. That, that is very visible on the website, but what we really refer to there is the desire to make an impact in society, in our environment, in the people around us. So the desire to make a positive impact through business, through debate, through education, that's really sort of touches, that sort of touches upon really the the core philosophy of ASADA. So that would be another one, the do good, do better, something that I would also like to mention.
0: Those are three really good examples. And I like the, the depth you were able to provide in providing a little bit more color on, on what those mean and what those come to, how they come to life. Maybe just to go a little bit further, I think the idea behind the global perspective or just diversity is something that a lot of you know, particularly prospective students, would be intrigued by. Would just be curious if you could maybe give a little bit of an example of how you see that come to life, or or the or try to trying to maybe bring out some of that richness and a little bit more color, if you will.
1: Yes, absolutely. So I think, you know, the staggering thing to say is that although we're based in Spain, in Barcelona, we have only in our full-time MBA, a a small number of people from Spain. If we look at other programs, of course, there is a, a larger component of students from Spain. So if imagine studying in an MBA where, you know, we have about 180, 185 students per year, but coming every year, typically between 40 and sometimes up to even 50 different countries. So you really have the world in your classroom. And that is exciting from an academic perspective uh, because, you know, you hear insights uh, on on a day-to-day basis from people from around the world. In addition to that, also the faculty members, they come from lots of different countries and with that also the, you know, cases we use or examples that I use in the class are also on a multi, you know, on an international level. So it's not that you have, let's say, business rule. And a a, a Spanish perspective or through an American lens, is it a truly global view on business? Uh, So that from an academic perspective. And then if we look at the more, let's say day to day living experience, and we have a lot of activities as well to, to foster and cherish the multicultural environment. Think of your Chinese new year, think of. Indian Diwali, think of, you know, we have a gastro fest every year where countries sort of present food and drinks and some cultural performances as well from their own country. And it's actually like a competition. So people can then vote which country wins. So we really sort of celebrate the multicultural environment at ISADA beyond a pure academic perspective.
0: That's a really great description. And I love what you said there. And I love the, the, to your point that you made having 40 or 50 countries represented in the classroom from all over the world. That's super interesting, super exciting, super appealing. Talk to me a little bit more just about the benefits of being in Spain and in Barcelona. And you talked a little bit about just how you've set up the campus in terms of being kind of an innovation center, but uh, for particularly for the folks out there who might be intrigued about the opportunity to to go to a business school in in Spain, tell us a little bit more about the the value of an MBA experience uh, in Spain. Absolutely. Absolutely, Alex.
1: Well, f- first of all, an obvious thing is is language as well. Uh, Spanish is a major language. Uh, every time I travel in the United States, I'm intrigued to see how widely spoken Spanish is, and I know it's on the rise. Yeah, so so that's if if you're interested in you know di- you know diving deeper in the Spanish language, that would be of course an obvious reason to study your MBA in Spain because although everything is in English in the MBA, you are. Surrounded in a Spanish-speaking environment, you have obviously language training embedded in the MBA. Uh, in addition to that, you have opportunities to do uh, some of your courses in Spanish as well in your electives. So there are multiple options to uh, to, to you know to work on your language skills. And and also from a, from a just a, a personal perspective, living abroad, uh, doing your MBA abroad, I think lifts the whole MBA experience to a completely new, uh, new different level. If I may just give a very quick example, if you go. That's a grocery shop, and a very mundane task that you do. It's just something you do. You know, you get it done with, and that's it. But if you go into a supermarket in a completely different country, it somehow somehow turns into a little bit of an adventure. You say, oh wow, those guys have like five yards of different olive oils, and they have this, and they have that, and so something as easy as going to a supermarket, doing that abroad, is sort of lifted up a little bit. Now imagine that bit. Be- based on an MBA program, which is of course a much bigger impact in your life than just going to grocery store. So it just makes the whole experience a lot more intense, I would say a lot more enriching and a lot more fun in many ways, yeah, because it just adds a whole new dimension to, you know, an MBA, which is already the fantastic and life-changing experience. So that's, let's say from a personal perspective, but if we apply that, let's say international experience to your future career, your post MBA career, we live in a world that is global. We all know that and globalization is here to stay and it will, you know, it will have an ever increasing impact on people's lives and careers. So if you're able to navigate your way in, you know, a multicultural society through a business lens, it will give you tremendous benefits. Whether you come from the U S and go back to work in the U S post MBA or whether you're planning to stay in Europe or moving elsewhere, post MBA, having that international experience and sort of the, 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 savviness to, to work with people from all over the world with, you know, different upbringings as yourself, perhaps that is also a very clear competitive advantage from a careers perspective. Yeah. So I think it is interesting on a personal level, on an academic level, and definitely also on a careers level
0: the The two things that you said there that really jumped out to me the the first one is was the word that you said of of enrichment, and I think that's such a really great word as I think about my own MBA experience and also having talked with hundreds thousands of other MBA graduates in terms of the 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 learning is absolutely important the career outcomes are absolutely important, but the enrichment you get from particularly from a full- time experience where you do get to live and explore and meet new people and see new things there's a level of enrichment that comes in your life that you don't you wouldn't have if you didn't do it. And I can absolutely see a lot of the value and excitement coming from things like what did the example you gave about the grocery store in terms of that giving you an enrichment to your life and an experience that you didn't have otherwise. And I I do realize that sometimes those aren't things that are easily quantified uh, when you're a prospective student, but having been through it and having talked with many other people who have gone through it, it is something that I I know people look back on and, and cherish very fondly in their life the the second thing that you said and i want to go a little bit further on was you talked a lot about the value of uh, learning how to work in a global context getting uh, experience working with diverse teams i would love to maybe talk a little bit about career outcomes and just what career outcomes look like for for your students uh, what do people do after you know what does it look like in terms of you know folks who maybe stay in in Spain maybe go other places but just talk to me a little bit about what you see your students going off to do after they graduate
1: thanks for that question great question and and definitely i would say on 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 everybody's mind if you're looking at an mba program and yeah, what is going to happen after my mba so we see lots of opportunities here we see uh, a lot of people coming into to spain to Isada or europe in general with the idea hey i want to stay in europe post mba yeah, so that's something that a lot of people are aiming to achieve. It's definitely doable in many cases. It's not always an easy route. I mean, it does require a lot of productivity, uh, but that's what, of course, a good MBA allows you to do, to really get your hands in that topic and and try to achieve that job outside of your own home country. So that's definitely a a major motivation factor for a lot of people. Not everybody stays in Europe. Uh, Other people, you know, people move on to other parts of the world. We've seen people coming from, let's say, the U.S., doing their MBA in Spain and ending up working in the Middle East. Uh, so it's not just Europe, it can be other international areas, or we've also seen a number of people going back to their home country. If we, again, taking us examples, we see people coming from the United States doing their MBA at, at ESAD and then landing a job back home in the States where the additional advantage of their MBA often comes through the fact that they work multiculturally, they work with perhaps international clients or they work on international projects, or they frequently travel for their work uh, to other countries. So that's when they had, let's say the competitive advantage landing their job because of the fact that they had their international MBA. If we look at sectors, uh, it's also definitely a very mixed bag of opportunities. We see, of course, people going into the financial world, the consultancy sectors, healthcare is also increasingly important, but definitely a sector that uh, snaps up a lot of our talent. Is tech tech is growing fast. I mean, tech was already big years ago, but it's getting bigger every year. And also with the, uh, you know, pandemic, hopefully soon post pandemic world. We also see of course, opportunities for more remote work. And that is also something that benefits people. If you do an international MBA, because you're not just dependent, let's say on companies that are based in, let's say Barcelona or Madrid. We see examples of people that take a job from a US company, but have agreed that for an X amount of time per year, they can work anywhere in the world. So remote working and, and across geographical borders and boundaries is getting more and more important thanks to, you know, the abilities that uh, the technology is giving us as well. Yeah. So internationality important, be it outside of your home country or going back to your home country and working with international clients, projects, etc. cetera.
0: One of the things you mentioned there. Just was about the future, particularly with remote work, and it's hard to talk about this without talking about the global pandemic and the impact that it's had. Certainly, we've all had to experience it, but it's all impacted us in different ways. Would just be curious to know how has the global pandemic, specifically around COVID nineteen, really changed? You know, at uh, Asade, you know what, uh, you know what, how has it transformed or changed either the experience or how students are engaging? But what has that been like, and what do what do, what can we take from it going forward?
1: Sure, sure. You know, obviously, we've we've all gone through a major change over the last almost two years now, and uh, I vividly remember when it was March, mid March, twenty twenty, when basically in Spain the whole state of alarm was announced and everything went uh, remote and virtual in literally a, a matter of one or two days. So back then, ISADA, I think, did a fantastic job in moving uh, in total thousands of students online because we don't only have an MBA, we have undergrad, we have other programs as well. So if we look at the total number of students, we're looking at more than 4,000 students that basically the time span of less than 72 hours were moved to virtual and remote teaching. So that was done very well, thanks to the fact that prior to the pandemic, we had already made a lot of investment in online teaching as a blend into the regular teaching. And, and this is actually now also the way we're looking to go forward That you know, obviously we're back face to face, which is important for an MBA where, you know, the interculturality, you live much more, of course, face to face. However, the technology and remote teaching or remote guest speakers is there to stay as part of the MBA. So how, how we've adapted. Is that we are now able to bring in? I would say even more companies, even more guest speakers, because some of them will be there face to face in a presential event, and others may uh, sort of connect remotely, which is now after you know hopefully after COVID, but which is now much more accepted by people. And before, if you had a face to face event and you had maybe a company dialing in, it was a little bit more you know uncommon. Now that is the most common thing in the world. So that's also how the MBA is moving forward. Think of your hybrid format with a blend with presential learning, with an, an add-on of certain uh, modules that are online. And we see that, for example, in, in an MBA format that's specifically designed for that, one of our MBA, executive MBA formats is designed precisely like that. We call it a hybrid executive MBA, which is a mix of remote and on-site learning, which is, I think, a perfect adaptation of this almost post-pandemic world.
0: So I, I would love for you maybe to put on your futurist hat for a second. One of the things that strikes me is that you've been at uh Saturday for quite some time, and you've certainly seen the MBA evolve over the last 16 or 19 years that you've been there, I'd be curious to know, what do you see kind of the, as the future of the MBA, you know, what, what do we have, what are you excited about in terms of what's ahead for the MBA experience? You know, we certainly, as you mentioned, you know, going through this global pandemic, there's, well, we've all been impacted in different ways. Education is certainly one of those, but just curious. You know, what your thoughts are just in terms of what, what you're excited about for the MBA looking, moving forward.
1: Yeah, well, definitely. If we look at the future of the MBA, I look at the, the things, jumps in right mind to the hybrid format. It will be a blend of face-to-face with add-on modules and opportunities online. Another thing that comes to my mind is flexibility and customization, which was already important pre-pandemic, but has become even more important. The more an MBA program can adapt to what people need and what they're looking for. The more, uh, you know, the more likely people are to be successful post MBA. So in our case, we already have the the option to do the MBA in either 12, 15 or 18 months. So it's a very flexible format. With that, we have additional add-on flexibilities that people that are interested to do an exchange program. We have a wide range, for example, wide range of programs on exchange in the US and outside. Ken Flagler, for example, where you went to is one of our exchange programs. So the future, I also foresee that the international alliances that we already have will be further uh, strengthened and further elaborated. It's a little bit like airlines. We have these alliances of airlines, they group together and that's how you can reach the world. That's a little bit what we do in in top business schools. We have strong partners across the planet and that's how we can give a truly global experience for people. So that's looking forward eh, to answer your question to the future, I foresee a further strengthening of those relationships that are very important. Uh, the flexibility that I mentioned will will take more formats, more more form, and the hybrid form. Those are, are, are definitely three things that we we see going forward. Yeah,
0: that's great. You know, because my, a lot of my audience is, is you know for sure thinking about what it could be like to go to an MBA program maybe uh, abroad. I would love to know from you what advice do you have for prospective applicants out there who are considering a, you know, a program like a Asade, which is in a country that is not their own, you know, what are some things they should consider or think about before applying or jumping into a decision like that?
1: Well, sure, yeah, that's a f- fantastic question because it is it is such a major uh, decision, first of all, to do an MBA. And then secondly, you know, where are you going to do your MBA? And obviously, if you do an MBA far away from home, it makes it a lot more exciting, but also a little bit more difficult to, to plan. So I think a very important thing is reach out and reach out, obviously, to schools. You have And many schools have fantastic admissions staff that are delighted to share their insights and and have conversations with you about the school. In addition to the admissions staff, uh, reach out to current students and alumni. I think that's a golden tip. Uh, The more information you can get about uh, going to ISAD or any other school that's on your radar, uh, the better it is. A lot of schools will provide opportunities, be it through Unibody or other systems that are set in place to reach out to students or alumni, and if not, you can also ask your admissions contacts for help. And tools such as LinkedIn, of course, are also a great way to proactively reach out to people that have graduated from the MBA of your choice and see where they are now and drop a few little uh, notes and see if you can get a conversation or perhaps a cup of coffee with some of those people. So my advice is reach out, get information uh, by contacts, but also Uh, Through websites, for example, we have a YouTube video channel, uh, which is, uh, you know, stacked with fantastic information about anything from academic perspectives to life in Barcelona, to moving to Spain. It has all kinds of uh, very valuable insights. And if you can uh, plan a trip, I mean, Barcelona is a fantastic city. Uh, If you can come over here, you can combine it with a city trip and and really get a feel for the school. We often allow people to sit in in class and really get that feel how it is to be an ASADA student for a day. Obviously, not everybody is in a position to make it over, but if you can, that's the best way. And if not, you have virtual ways to contact as well.
0: I think that's great advice. Your own uh, Verhoeven, Associate Director of Recruitment and Admissions at ASADA. Thank you so much for joining me today. If our listeners want to learn more about ASADA, or interested in applying, where can they find more information?
1: Absolutely. So one thing is the, the YouTube video channel that I mentioned, that's a very exciting channel. Uh, in the beginning of our conversation, I also mentioned the Invisible But Essential uh, website uh, with, uh, that talks about the diversity at ISADA. That's another good one. And obviously, people can always reach out to me through my LinkedIn. I'll be happy to put them in touch with the right person in admissions. We are geographically organized, so very happy to uh, to put you in touch with the right uh, person. And of course, our own ISADA website is also a good source for uh, for further information. And I would say, hope to see you in uh, in Barcelona.